It's April 27th, 2017, and how about dat Dota? I'm Colin Detmar. And I'm Nick Cease, and this is Bottle Crow, a Dota 2 podcast. Hell yeah. So, dat Dota's back. I guess we're starting with that because I used it as the intro. What, what That's a, really not a good a topic to What a great intro. With. If Purge yeah. or a data analysis is listening, I don't know why it became sort of snake thing there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that it's i mean there's a lot of places where you can get like dota stats and all but for reasons we'll get into later i like realized that dat dota was back recently so yay for all sorts of data and stuff so now when i make less than 100 percent informed statements on things i will have at least looked at stats and definitely not curated them to suit my opinions at all. Hmm. 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 I'm looking at I'm looking at some numbers here and they're interesting. There are many um, numbers on that site. There are a whole lot of numbers. Yeah, it's it's nice to have an easy like just an easy page to check for for Dota stats and stuff because I wouldn't quite call it easy, but it is I mean, it's not necessarily easy to tell what the stats feature. mean, but it's yeah. easy to find numbers. And, you know, that right. makes it's reassuring. Right? As long as there's something on this screen, it's better than a blank page. Right? It, like, blank having this open, I think, even if we don't know what we're reading, even if we don't check it, just having it open on our monitors... It somehow increases record, your MMR. I don't know. Right. It, and, and, like, it makes us more, like, just... We have more authority on whatever subject we're talking authority. about. Because clearly... Like, look, we have the numbers. We cannot possibly be a garbage podcast when we have all these numbers. Exactly. Exactly. It'd be such a waste. Plus, it's been like a month since we did an Ice Fraud special. We're, we're fine. <laughs> we're fine. So, Colin, welcome to Bottle uh-huh. Crow. This is a Dota 2 podcast. Do you want to talk it about is. Dota 2 or maybe just podcast? So, my voice is going into a condenser microphone, which is a little bit different than a dynamic microphone, because condensers normally have larger diaphragms, which means they're more sensitive, but they can also be a bad thing. And it also means they normally require phantom power, which is about plus 48 volts coming out on, like, an XLR cable. You use an XLR cable because it's a balanced... Are you ever going to stop me? I was I can, listening. I can bullshit for a whole full. Okay, so XLR <laughs> I was, I was cables. Basically, my microphone what you do, is on my you face. Have one signal going in that XLR is normally three prongs for audio. One mm. is like a ground dish for the ground shield, which may or may Where not be that connected. Go into? Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. Sometimes you actually don't want to connect the ground shield because you'll get like noise pickup on yeah, like the outside feedback. shield, like all the. Mm-hmm. It'll, or sometimes you want to have it grounded on one side or not the other and stuff like that. And then the other pin is just the regular signal for, like, you know, my waveform that you see on Audacity for my voice. Blah, 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 blah. And, and you then, know, Nick, yes. I think if you think about it, that really is a lot like Dota because you need, like, your position five is kind of like a ground in Dota to ground out the team's misfortune. And then sometimes you just don't want them there. And you're like, hey, get out of here. I don't want you here. I exactly. need to farm exactly. all this audio. Doesn't that sound like how the key of major's been going? Ooh, key of major, tell me more. Well, currently in Kiev, Ukraine, there is a Dota 2 tournament, one of three majors going to be run this year by Valve. We are in the second day, well, we have, I guess, we're about to be in the second day of the group stages as we record this. Because I think you mean Kiev... the second day of the main stage. Ah, I did, I did, that was a misspeak. Indeed. Um, and, you know, we're not going to talk too much about results here because we don't want to spoil for anyone and also because we don't have that many results yet. Because, um, as I say, we we record this before it goes up, so time will have passed. Uh, the magic of podcasting. Um, in, in other pro news, got a bunch of crap on the notes here about pro stuff that I've been assembling because there's been a little bit of a shuffle. There has. Kind of not- all around. Yeah. I mean, we talked about two episodes ago, question mark, Advenum changing to mouse sports? Mousy sports? We and had a big debate team, over how you would say it yes. at the time. Very interesting. Great content. Yeah. And then Team Onyx became DC, right? And then DC I've, became I've honestly, Thunderbirds. Yes. I've honestly yes. gotten like, most of these things. No, all of that is correct. And now Wings is Team Random because... 
League of Legends, basically. Because <laughs> Wings yeah. like lost all their money trying to buy a League of Legends team that didn't work out. I think. Yeah, I think that's accurate. But, you know, amongst all these, the wild seas of Prodrama, there's always one touchstone, one rock you can stake your Dota flag on. And that's Navi. In recent There's years, they've become Navi. like they've become like a, a Riki tentpole, where they're like they're holding Dota together still, even though you never see them at any events because <laughs> yes. they're so terrible. But they're well, still there holding it down. But hey, now we have Seneco back. I forget who's leaving, but Seneco is now back on Navi, back from mm-hmm. other places, not Navi. Yeah, he's replacing RMN. Or, or Roman Paloy. Yeah. Um, so currently the team is Dendi, General, Pycat, Seneco, and Biver. I am probably pronouncing at least one of those names wrong. I apologize. But that's... It's just, um, yeah, it's Dendi, you know. actually. <laughs> I was going to guess on Biver for oh, myself. but good. Yeah. Um, Could be Beaver, could be... I don't know. I don't know. And moving so on. Like, I don't know, Russian. Um, but like... Yeah, I mean, you know, that's kind of the right response. I mean, like, Seneco has shown himself to be a pretty incredible support player um, who wasn't able to get much done outside of Na'Vi because he's also, he also seems maybe a little egocentric, Um, which, you know, is a snap judgment based on, you know, rumors and blah, 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 and I don't fucking know shit, but um, seems like maybe maybe that's the case. Um, Now he's back on Dendi. On Dendi. I just said on Dendi. on Dendi. Holy shit. Wow. Holy shit. That's like the most accurate Freudian this is slip. Monaco, a garbage podcast. It's true, though. It's Dota true. Too. That's what Navi is. Navi is just like the Dendi, reti- Dendi, like the Dendi victory lap of Dota. Yeah, basically. Like, mm, I don't... I'm going to be honest. I saw this news that Senego was coming back to Navi. And I was like, oh, right. Navi still has a team. And that's like, that's way more mean than I want to be because I still like Navi. I'm not going to watch Navi because they can't hang anymore. And I don't think they ever will again. And it's just kind of, it's like, it's like, okay, so here's a metaphor, right? You've got this, like this famous hero, right? Who, you know, like saved the kingdom multiple times, did these incredible things. And he does like... He does like his like folk hero tour and visits various cities and it's like or villages and it's like oh man like he's in town it's great to see this guy you know like he's fucking he's he's a you know an ass kicker and an inspiration and a hero and then one day you're like he's been at this for a long time is that just like a corpse on a stick at this point that's not that's not Navi anymore it's Navi the name is there one of the original players is there but that's not navi as a scarecrow i mean at a least their name scarecrow. is the same so i can like keep track of who the heck is who and i mean it's we've never really in dota at least so far we thought we might with wings had like a long stretch of time where there's one dominant team i mean True. you know certainly we have like you know eg secret now it's looking like ig you know, in OG, I would say, are the hot shots. Yeah, OG. But, yeah. yeah. Well, because they went on majors. But even then, it's not like they're they're dominant or like they're the best. I think it's just Navi did it first. Yeah. And they were super famous when they did it. I mean, I mean, like, who even is Empire anymore, for instance? What is an Empire? Is that like the right? British? Um, I mean, in, in historical terms, you're not entirely wrong. Uh, yeah. And we like are a history these... podcast. Let me tell you a little bit about the Spanish Empire. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about crows and the history of crows and also bottles. That'll, that, instead of like the next Ice Rod episode, we'll have to hire a, uh, a crow Glass blower special. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's It almost feels perverse keeping an eye on Navi at this point just because yeah. they're so... I, I get what you for sure. And I, I, I want do- the Dota scene to evolve so that there's a place for a team like this, you know? But right now there isn't. Yeah. 
they'll stay in business because they sell shirts, and that's and they stream, and that's that's yeah. you know I I'm not hating the game, at all. Hate the player. It's just it's it's a bummer that there's no like you know. We just all love. There's Dendi. no. We just I just want him to I just want him to do well and be happy. He's a good guy. Yeah, good old Pycat's pretty cool too, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I, d- um, I don't know many, many of them. So. Yeah. Yep. And and he's very patient about people who pronounce it Poshcat, which is very sweet of him. Yes. Anyway, let's 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 keep keep it going, Nick. Keep don't, it going. Let's not let's not linger. Let's don't not linger. Like. What's next? What's next? What's next? Well, speaking of more pro things, because that's all that's happening these days. There's an organization called Immortals, which I. Th- think mm-hmm. is like not completely new they're like some sort of you know venture funded org and their ceo did some interview with thegamehouse.com and he talked about wanting to expand to dota and stuff i don't know why this crossed my radar it was probably reddit let's be honest i get most of my dota news from reddit very rarely like twitter or something and i, I you know i just read through the interview and stuff and he was talking about like why he wanted to join like have a field a Dota team because I think they have a LOL team. Yes. It was, I mean, it was an interview with a CEO of like a venture funded organization, which I'm always like skeptical of anyways because it's very like high risk, high reward type deal with venture capital stuff normally. But he said something about, you know, Dota is really special because the fans directly engage with the thing that they love via the crowdfunding mechanism for TI. And, like, didn't say much more about, like, the history or, like, the actual game. He, like, I don't think he'd said a word about the game. It was just very weird. And, I mean, in the end, it doesn't necessarily matter what, like, like the CEO of an organization thinks. Depends who actually pushes the buttons and makes decisions for, like, their teams well, and stuff. But I mean, the thing is, the thing about Immortals, right? And I am, I used to be more clued into League of Legends because I listened to a general esports podcast called Esports, what was, is Esports Today, I think? It might have been, mm, I don't remember. I don't remember anymore. It's been so long because they stopped making it. It was a good podcast. Um, but uh, I used to get my, my Counter-Strike and League of Legends news from there as well as my Dota news to an extent though I also had other sources of Dota news but um, Immortals was a team that was like this yeah like this venture capital project where these millionaires pulled were like hey let's have an esport team to our name right and everybody was like okay sure fucking have fun with that good luck with your loser team right because like you can't expect to just like we don't know anything about this game let's throw a few million dollars at it and then we'll win right that's not how esports works right if there's a and, smart mind choosing and stuff, but well, yeah. they 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 dominated <laughs> a uh, a particular like there was the, their their initial like big tournament. The well, I don't maybe it wasn't their first tournament. But one of their first big tournaments was the uh, uh, the North American like League of Legends Championship Series mm-hmm. for spring of 2016, and they went 17 and one. Hmm. They went. They like comically crushed everyone um and it was sort of like oh oh, okay i guess venture capital can just buy success and then they have been in the conversation ever since but not been on top since Hmm. um i'm looking at their 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 achievements since and sort of like they're always in the conversation that they're never they're never prom queen um and i don't know it's interesting um yeah it was just in the the vein of like you know organizations trying to expand into dota or like why organizations would want to be part of dota and like Mm -hmm. i don't have any real sense of where money comes from slash goes in dota (laughs) i feel like a lot of um a lot of these esports organizations especially immortals immortals is probably the best example of it right like there are some of these organizations, I would say an example of this would be Ninjas in Pajamas, which is an organization which is like, we love this game or these games. We love esports in general. We want to make this a business and we want to support like cool players doing cool shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I th- think that's like that's a fairly pure place to come from, which is like, we love this, but hey, let's also make money while doing it. 
Yeah. Um, and then there's the other end of it, which is organizations like Immortals, where they're like, this organ, this like esports is still like in its nascent stages. And if we get into the ground floor and become part of the infrastructure, like we're not going to make too much money of it right now. But yeah. like when it gets big, and if we're at the foundation, we're going to make bank. And it's like okay, that's fine. Um, good for you, I guess. You know. Yeah, it's... I mean, in the end, you like. I know because EG is now like separate from Twitch and all, but mm-hmm. in the end, you still have to convince someone with a checkbook that they're going to make money. But you, you said that quote about um, fans directly engaging via crowdfunding, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that's like, the thing that's special about that is not, you got to think of it like an investor, right? The thing that's special about that is not like League of Legends still makes more money overall because of its like because you know there's so many more viewers and so much more advertising caught up in it right do you, well do you mean the game or like the organization the pro scene the pro scene, they? the organizations yes do they i th- I'm pr- I, th- I think so how, how would i we guess know? i guess i don't know that for a fact um well in any case dota and league are competing on fairly even footing in that ground are they in general yes how do you know I have I have no idea. I I wouldn't I wouldn't I mean, take like, a guess either way myself. I think they're on similar levels of promotion as far as like Twitch and YouTube and such. I would say that we're getting similar levels of League of Legends is doing better but Dota isn't like not getting any like teams lining up to compete isn't get like it's not having Dota Pro Dota is not suffering, right? Pro yeah. Dota is doing fine. Yeah, it's doing great. Um, maybe maybe it's maybe it's a little silly to claim that they're they're on even footing when I don't have the numbers. Um, but however you want to measure it, the fact that Dota is keeping up with League when League has such a massive lead in player base and viewers is incredible. I don't know if they do have a massive viewer lead. To be honest, they do. They, that one I do have numbers. Okay. They do. You mean for like their actual events or just like yes. general streaming? Okay. I mean, I think, I mean like pro I know they pro. had more, but like pretty sure it's in the same order of magnitude. Maybe not. Well, it's time for the claims we can't prove either way <laughs> da, da, podcast. Da, 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 da. Um, but in any case, the fact that Dota is keeping up is like partially because of the crowdfunding, Right. The crowdfunding helps make these events possible even when there are not other sponsors involved. Yeah. Right? That's kind of indisputable. And if you think like an investor for a second and you say, this or this game has a lot of fans, but this game, the fans are willing to give a lot of money. Huh. Then you see why it becomes interesting to, to an investor. Right? Not really. I don't know if they give a shit where the money comes from. Not in like a, a malicious way, but like if because I know there's some sort of revenue sharing thing with like skins in league. If you win uh, worlds or something, I think mm-hmm. I, I'm not yes. quite sure. Yes, but like I think it's more. I'm gonna make some uninformed comments here. I think it's more diverse for like thing hats you can get revenue for in Dota Two, just generally like signed sure. things and stuff. I sure. don't know the actual numbers, and I know we talked about workshop stuff been weird but that's not necessarily but that's the thing like the player base okay we'll we'll just say player base because we know that one for a fact the player Mm -hmm. base for league is way bigger than the player base for dota yeah right but they are definitely different demographics they are different demographics but also higher you know per capita spending in dota i would i would guess well we we don't know if you do or not but we do know that it appears that way right like League of Legends doesn't come out and go, we get $500 per person. They don't make those brags. But you don't have to be, like, you have to be blind to be paying attention to esports news and not see the, like, they raised $20 million just through, yeah, like, and so, if you, I I am trying to think like an investor, and I'm not an investor, so maybe I'm doing a bad job of it, but what I say when I see that is, like, it's a smaller group 
for this for this one game, but they have done a better job of figuring out how to pull money out of these people. So that means growth potential. If we can get Dota to the same size as League or similar, the amount of money we get from it will be so much more than for League. Because these people are apparently willing to put up a lot more money. Whether that's true or not, who knows? It certainly appears that way as a, as a devil's advocate or like a straw man, I can totally see that. However, I have, I have many arguments against that. Because the goal of Dota is obviously, obviously, with all the complexity and stuff that keeps being added and stuff, not to have League's player base. That's never like the point. And it's, and you know, hmm. when we had, I mean, you know, we had fired at the Shanghai Major, but it's not like, you know, oh, someone says shit on, you know, some sort of Dota stream at a Valve event and like, oh, they're fine. Or like, there's no guidelines saying like, hey, you can't curse or be unprofessional, quote unquote unprofessional on, you know, panels or something. Because, I mean, like, they were getting PPD and stuff and like put them on these but panels. You're playing. You're thinking too much like an insider, Nick. An investor isn't like an investor isn't thinking like that, right? Like, well, that's my argument kind of as person, to why they're quite wrong. Oh, I, I, they may very well be wrong. Um, but I do think like if you, if you are coming at it from a perspective of not understanding either game and just understanding the money, I can see why Dota looks like a really enticing market for growth. I mean, gen- the generally like. Dota's a good, you know, market to invest in for growth and stuff. Yeah, sure. Like, I still think it's super high risk, but, you know, decent sure. reward. But not necessarily f- for those reasons. I think you have to understand the game and, like, the environment to properly invest, I guess. Eh, I don't know. I, I don't think we, I don't, I am not aware of any instances of someone just buying a Dota team without understanding Dota at all. Yeah. I wonder how that would go. Yeah, how do you even I don't know go about that if you don't know Dota? Yeah, well, you pay someone else to do it for you, right? Oh, you're yeah. like, hey, I mean, that's you're my you're my too. you're my yeah. team manager. I want a team. Yep. Here's the check. What do we call them? Google. <laughs> team Google. Wonderful. Coming just just next Google. Year. I don't know what's a what's a Dota term. The the radiant Google. Google Quo. Okay, okay, boss, you got it. <laughs> and this is Google Quo, a Google podcast brought to you by. Hey, we love Google around here. Bottle Crow is brought to you by Google. Google. They have a lot of money. <laughs> Google. Check out their we products, such money. as Google and Google, Google Drive and Google. Google and Gmail. <laughs> wow. All right, this we is finally the worst shelled bit. out. Almost <laughs> made it to 50 episodes. Couldn't do it. We didn't even get money for that, Nick. What? We I thought up. they just paid us whenever we said the word Google. I mean, they I mean, pat, I us on, they pat me on the head. They pat me on the head. That's what is what patting you on the head? <laughs> it's, they it's they lift their hand and then tap they? it down on my head. What a is couple, they? Yeah. Google. <laughs> Google. Is, All right, Nick. So, okay, okay. I got a, a great idea for a video game here. Okay. It's called uh, Dotsy, Defense of the Search Engines. So on one side, you have Google, and on the other side, Nick, you have Bing. Nick. Okay. Let's get to what we're really here to talk about. <sighs> Do I have to? You really have to. Previously on Bottle Crow. So you see, Colin, you really have to level Jingu Mastery over Primal Spring. Okay, Nick, I guess you are right after all. You have berated me into submission. And now... So, <laughs> on Twitter the other day, the other week, friend of the show, Mr. Blue of .p fame, started firing shots at me and backing up poor, uninformed, poor, uh, taking advantage of Colin about the Jingu versus Primal Spring drama that we have been talking about for now three episodes. It's, our, it's my favorite segment so far. Mm-hmm. He says... That it's better to take Primal Spring because better for roaming because it has a slow and you can like jump on people in position. In my defense, you get like 70 damage and 15% lifesteal for like Mm -hmm. four auto attacks and damage is better. Mm -hmm. I will admit, maybe most likely at the pro scene or even like 5k, 
4.5 and above. Maybe, especially if you're on a team and coordinated, Primal Spring could be better situationally. But Jingu Mastery is just so good. It's so good, Colin. It's extremely good. It's a hard choice because you have many good skills as Monkey yeah. King. Mr. Blue starts, you know, quoting stats for me about, you know, win percentages and stuff based on skill builds. And then he ropes in Nahaz, who starts tweeting in this Twitter thread about Jingu Mastery versus Primal Spring and, you know, stats and stuff. So, But he also doesn't really take a clear side. I... Mr. Blue thinks he's backing him up, but I said, Mr. Blue said something, you know, yada, yada, stats don't lie. We were, you know, joking around. I said mm-hmm. that stats do lie. And then Nahaz says, well, you know, as I talked about in my last stats don't lie video, which are great. And that's why I actually started looking at Dota again. Dat Dota. Dat Dota. Uh, he said, you know, the last few patches have really been all about balance in the pro scene. I mean, why do you think we keep seeing Earth Spirit moves? It's because Earth Spirit keeps being picked constantly, picked in main constantly. And I said, well, you know, stats aren't everything because skill split and stuff. <laughs> this is a very strong argument I'm putting forward, obviously, but I don't know. The thing is, write in and tell us why I'm right. I think, I think you came to it right, which is basically at a pro and 5k level, Primal Spring is better. And I think I was not wrong with my list of perks for picking Primal Spring. I never disagreed with your list of perks. I admit, no, every one of Monkey King's spells is is pretty darn good. And like, Jingo Mastery is so good. And the thing is, Jingle Mastery is so good against people who are stupid. The thing that Jingle Mastery, Jingle Mastery level 1 works, I would say, 4k and below, because people don't know what to do. People try to trade with you, and that doesn't work, and then they try staying, like, out of XP range, and like, wait, this isn't isn't good either. Mission accomplished. It just... They're so confused as to what to do. That is that is the one of the biggest strengths. Maybe of one Jingu. day when we too get to four to five K, we will understand why Primal Spring is better. I mean, point. I already understand. I was the one who made the original argument. You're not taking Primal Spring first. I will not allow No, because it. I'm not fucking five K, dude. <laughs> I'm, pl- I'm I'm not even three yet. If perhaps because it does slow by what is it at level one now? 20%. Uh-huh. It's just a 20% slow. That's 8% more than an Orb of Venom. I guess you could stack them. I don't know. Chinku Master is just I mean, so you good. should have an Orb of Venom on Monkey King anyway. Well, Roaming yeah. Monkey King? Yeah. Get their Orb. Oh, it's so good. But 75 I, damage, 15% lifesteal. It's, you just win your lane. But you're not going to get it, though. Unless if they you're, fuck up, know. you're not going to get and, it. And the threat of like getting Roman. it is what zones them. But Then they're zoned. I right don't in. Know. <laughs> Bottle Crow Reborn. No, Bottle Crow Podcast at wow. gmail.com or at Bottle Crow on Twitter. Give us your thoughts about Jingo Mastery versus Primal Spring, your first point as a position four Monkey King. I will accept on, as a position five, but don't position five Monkey King. Position don't one Monkey King. As a position one Monkey King, don't just take. Oh, wait, I was going to say take stats. I can't make that joke anymore. Oh, we can't take stats. Dota, why do you do this to me? <sighs> It's so sad as any mage not right? being able to be boring and take stats. Yeah. I'm, poor me, right? I, I really liked that game we finished before you'd taken any points in your blink because it was just stats. <laughs> that was pretty fun. It's the full stats build. Hell yeah. No more. Hell yeah. Rip in peace, 6.x. Hmm. <sighs> so, we do have an Ags of the Week this week. We've been slacking we for many weeks. About eggs of the week, every well, week. it was never it was never intended to be an every week thing. And it really, yeah, I don't know why it's called eggs of the week. I guess it's for it's the eggs of that week, but right. not every week has an. You eggs. figured it out. You figured I it did out. It. Wow, we did the math. You got there. Do I get a prize? Do I get an eggs? You got to go first. Wow! Oh, great. 
<laughs> actually, you know what? I should actually I should go first because mine's probably. I, you you started talking about lore and stuff, and I'm like, oh no, then mine's going to be really boring, huh? Because um, mine is two changes. So obviously, currently, so Colin, Visage has an axe. Yeah. The axe of the week is for Visage. FYI. Right. There we go. Yes. And uh, I didn't say that, did I? Nope. Oof. Okay. Axe of the week is for Fired. Visage. Currently, he has an axe, which is he gets a third familiar. And right? it's pretty much core. Yes. So, it's so what... I think they should do is they should buff familiars, maybe make them as strong as they are with the various ranks, make them as strong as rank three. And so then rank one, two, three of your ult is one, two, three familiars. Hmm. And then your ags, every familiar has one inventory slot. Oh God. Three Dagons just flying around. God damn it. She was guard. <laughs> Refresher orbs for Why? no reason. She's going to stone form and then stone form again. Uh, could put rapiers on there. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> okay. Monkey King bar. Great. Monkey Basher. <laughs> Abyssal. She get that, what, oh my 10% God, range abyssals. <laughs> no, just a, just like a ri- like three <laughs> familiars around a target. Just abyssal tab, abyssal tab, abyssal. So Colin is the visage player of us, and I am pretty much complete garbage at visage to the it's, point where it's, it's most a hell of a thing visage, to call me a visage player. <laughs> compared to me, you are sure, like sure. Sumail, I don't, I, Sumail probably doesn't play visage much, but like I'm so bad at visage to the point that I I don't like. I don't flame or like rage ever, but I will flame visage whenever I play visage. I'm like, this is a garbage piece of shit hero. <laughs> Almost every game. It's mostly just because I'm bad, but <laughs> you, you threatened not to take your familiars. <laughs> threatened repeatedly. <laughs> All I'm going to do is feed gold to the enemy team or I'm going to like attack something eight times and then be like, well, this was great. It's time for a what nap. What do I do now? <laughs> I guess I'll tab Q, tab Q. Great. <laughs> and I never never get ags on Visage. You'll, you'll be in the game with me be like, Nick, you should go ags after this. Radovatos. I'm like, or I could go literally any other item, which is exactly what I'll do. Because <laughs> the last thing Theorial I want blade. is another unit to feed and be bad with. I don't understand Visage. I'd so how does your ags fix this, Nick? Um, uh, I'm I'm giving him an actual ultimate. Oh so, my goodness! My agonist. So wait, are, are you getting rid of familiars? No. So, my eggs. It's called Unbound Form. I looked through a bunch of Visage's old abilities, and Jesus, like he has a ridiculous amount. Pre, I think it's six point five Grave Keep Grave Keeper's Cloak did like a damage reflect instead of like buffing him basically and it would be like specter dispersion but instead of just like reflecting damage back it would heal in an aoe around him Hmm. like a percent and it was it worked exactly like dispersion so it worked on every damage type and like for some reason i really liked that i don't know why but it seemed cool that's really neat so it's neat yeah i kind of worked that in to my idea so, first thing, it changes Gravekeeper's Cloak, and whenever a layer of it was removed, because the way it works now, you have, like, three to seven layers or something like that, and every layer gives, like, some damage resist. And so, whenever you remove one of those, you get, like, a burst, like a mini burst heal over time, so it's, like, over half a second you heal some amount of damage, something like that. I'll have to work in the numbers. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I kind of like that, you know, damage reflect thing. But, you know. Yeah, it's cool. I'm also giving him another skill. So I just wanted to add a little thing to Gravekeeper's Cloak. And then if... So he has an, this other spell called Unbound Form now. If all layers of Gravekeeper's Cloak are removed on you, because they have, like, a four-second refresh time, five, six, I don't know. I probably should look this up. But anyways, it's basically, like, this ultimate status skill. It's kind of like Metamorphosis in that it's you know a real ultimate kind of because you know heavy mana cost decent cooldown the flavor text is visage temporarily breaks free of the wretched curse that binds him to the narrow maze shattering the magic of his disfigured body to assume his previous form so 
it does a few things. <laughs> Hold on to your seat. It applies a non-replenishing, but also like permanent infinite duration buff to allied units, which is basically just a current level of his max stacks of Gravekeeper's Cloak. Because, okay, good. And then enemies in the same AoE get like this inverse Gravekeeper's Cloak, where they have damage amp, but every time you trigger it, like you do damage to them, it removes a layer. And so it gets less and less severe the more instances of damage they take. And also, Visage becomes ethereal for 10 seconds, and the familiars grow to like regular Visage size, and they gain his base attack damage and speed, but Visage himself takes half of the physical damage they take, even though he's ethereal. That's a lot. Do you think, there, I, put, do you think I put enough in there? I, I would cut like your last couple of bullet points. <laughs> I think I would do. I think the the buff to your allies is good, and I think the inverse to your enemies is good. I basically started ethereal. making another hero because right, I like it I like the old Gravekeeper's cloak heal. It kind of sounded like you started building and couldn't stop. Yes. Um, I think it's cool. I think it's cooler than mine. Even though I mean, birds with Dagons is you know a good idea. Birdswithdagons dot com, your only source for birds with Dagons. <laughs> Oh, uh, actually, maybe that has... Mm. You know where you can find birdswithdagons.com, Colin? We should talk about something after the Google. recording. Nick? Oh, we should talk okay. about something related to birds with dagons. <laughs> oh, birds with dagons hats, now available at google.com. Mm. Birds with dagons. All right. So, yeah, that's that's a cooler idea than mine, for sure. I got, I got the ball rolling. A rolling ball gathers no quality content no layers of gravekeeper's cloak and we're gonna move on. all right now would you like to hear an email from a listener what is it from google because the, they're always listening google i mean we're always I use, listening i use gmail so kind of so it is from google okay so we, um, we just so this letter from google our subject is unranked matchmaking, and this is, uh, I, I'm not going to read the name attached to the email address. Uh, I'm going to read the name at the bottom, which is Kai, C-A-I, all caps. C-A-I. Um, so this is, this is from Kai. Hello, bottle crowers. Uh, just for the record, we're bottles crow, like surgeons general, but thank I you. am whatever you want me to be, Kai. <laughs> Boy, that's very uh, forward well. of you, Nick. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, well, mm, move on. Let's re- let me get through the email. Yep. Just wanted to have a comment regarding unranked matchmaking. I have 4,000 games of Dota 2, 3,500 of which have been unranked. <laughs> Damn. Nick, don't ask questions you can't take back. <laughs> yeah. Next week on, but... In all honesty, it's probably something like 1 in 200 to 300 games that I would see someone intentionally feed, or for someone to go really insane out-of-the-box build on a hero. Sure, unranked is not as tryhard as ranked. Quite often, two to three heroes from each team will random a hero, but more often than not, you can get balanced lanes. Cannot remember the last time I saw five cores, no support, etc. Why do I not play ranked? Well, most games we have a four stack, so rank doesn't possible anyway, and I find zero enjoyment in solo queue. I, I am with you there. Well, not all the way with you there, but I, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I think we all um, understand that sentiment sometimes, at least. Enemy and teammates are generally more tolerable than in ranked. No one gives up after first blood, or if our mid player loses his lane. The biggest downside is probably that the matchmaking algorithm is less strict. I've been seeing an increase in us facing five stacks when we are queued as three and two. I guess this is a long-winded email to say, hey, we do try to win even when playing unranked. We just get the bonus of dealing with less shitty people. Thanks, Kai. That's great. I, I totally agree with a lot of the things, or like I've experienced a lot of those things. I used to play mostly normals. It's just that I used to, the yeah. stacks we play with now tend to play stacked ranked instead, which to be honest, to me, is basically normal. <laughs> Well, and it's I feel like it's a thing that changes with your MMR, right? Because when I used to play, I used to be I used to be afraid of ranked. I was like, I can't go into ranked. I don't I don't know what I thought would happen, but I had some anxiety around it, right? Yeah. And so I only played unranked, and I had some really shitty games. And then I played ranked, and it was like these people are trying to win, 
and like they're not yelling at me because they want to win. Usually, they're not yelling at me because they want to win, and they know that yelling at me will only make things worse. Yeah, and it's great. And I calibrated at one point seven k. I think below two k, ranked is probably more pleasant than unranked. And then you go up, mm-hmm. and it switches, because lower down. Lower down, people are not that skilled because they're not spending that much time with the game. They just come there for stress relief. And so in ranked, everyone's like, I'm under 2K, I'm garbage. I just need to put my nose to the grindstone and get out of here. And they're quiet and they're cooperative, generally speaking. In unranked, it's people just being like, we're all garbage. Fuck you guys. Fuck you. Fuck him. Fuck your mother. Fuck your dog. Fuck, fuck, fuck. This is all trash. We're all trash. Let's bathe in trash, guys. Um... And then you go up some, and you're people who are, listen, you can get ridiculously good at Dota. You can get ridiculously good at Dota. If you're over 2K, though, if you're over 2K, you're already pretty good at Dota. Dota's a really fucking hard game. You're already really good at Dota. And so you get over 2K, and suddenly the ranked is a bunch of people who are like, I've come so far, but I've got so far still to go, and you motherfuckers are the ones holding me back, and I fucking hate you all. And then unranked is people being like, I worked really hard, but like, I'm tired of it all. Let's just, let's just have a good time. Let's just random have fun. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. That is, that is my semantic, not semantic, mm, anecdotal version of events that's what's happened with me is that mm-hmm. as i've gone up in ranks people have become more negative and unranked they become more positive as i've gone up in mmr yeah i i think i calibrated at 1.8 a while ago i know i didn't play ranked for a while too like i did the thing where you know you just you just play normals and stuff mm-hmm. not because i was like waiting so i get the best calibration or whatever but just because no. and i think yeah things definitely have changed now that I'm like three plus K somehow. Yeah, the attitudes change, the the culture yeah. changes to an extent. Yeah. I, I enjoyed both game modes. And I I do play a some solo queue. I've started playing a little bit more. <laughs> Just because I have one friend who has come back to Dota and is almost four K and I was like he had t- been taking a break for a while and I was slowly approaching his three point seven K and that was like my main my like only motivation to play solo queue was just to to be you know a friend and now he's like almost up to 4k and there's like a 600 mmr gap now i'm like oh i can't do it can i, <laughs> I can't do it can i vent can i vent here can do i it. get real do it can get i real. go in right now getting real i have a friend who played dota before i played dota I think I think I kind of like I think he started playing Dota cuz I tried Dota and didn't like it and he's like, "Well, you're stupid. I bet it's great." And he got really into Dota cuz that's the kind of guy he is, right? Yeah. Um and he played so much Dota. I would log into my computer any time of day, fucking any time, he'd be playing Dota. He played so much Dota. And he got up and up and up and up and up in MMR. He was solo queued all the time, nonstop, never with a party. Uh, you might remember him from previous stories as the guy who immediately mutes everyone. Oh, yes. Um, and he got up to, I think, th- 3.2. And he is... He is so bad. <laughs> he's good, but he's so, he's bad, so bad I don't understand it. Because, like, okay, let me tell you the things he does. One, he has a hero pool of, like, three heroes, and they're all supports. One of them is Witch Doctor. Two, he cannot use more than two item slots. If you have anything in the (laughs) other four item slots, they better not be actives, or he will literally never hit them. It is hard. Three, he has this thing in his head that you would not expect in a person who made it to 3.5k, where he will decide that his carry is not last hitting well enough and doesn't deserve the farm. (laughs) And he's and he's higher MMR than me, and it makes me so angry. <laughs> My God, makes me so angry. Yeah. How? 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 Why? How? How? Why? Uh, that may have been a little too real. He doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast. I'm not naming names. Greg. I don't think I've given enough information that you could find him by his <laughs> Steam George. Profile. 
But oh my god, Fred, it kills me. It ki- how is he higher MMR than me? <laughs> He's so bad. Yeah, come on, Tom. Uh, and like he took a break, right? He took mm. a break, and then like I kept playing, and I felt Dota get harder. I felt the MMRs I was at get harder because they were, you know, because yeah. com- like just MMR deviation how it worked out. Yeah, naturally supposed to. And so maybe if I'd been playing when he was playing, I would be 3.5k. <laughs> I would have made it up there. I don't know. Maybe I'm what? just maybe I'm just trying to make excuses for the fact that he's better at Dota than me. I'm so mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say we'll have to play solo queue together and then like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then that sentence made sense for you. Yes. Uh, a garbage podcast. Hmm. So, okay. We, okay. Got, we got one last subject to close out this podcast here. Final subject. This is episode 48. That's We're true. coming up on episode 50. And that is the 50th episode. Uh, that's that's going to be like, like the 65th episode, but, you know, <laughs> it's episode 50. Um we are going to like uh you may notice with this podcast and also with we're we're going weekly um which is exciting i'm getting let out of my uh my pod cage more often yeah it's great I mean, yeah i'm i'm getting to do a lot more editing which is fun some fresh um, air in front of the mic not fresh <laughs> air the the program but occasionally he does let me listen to fresh air also or it's forces very good me program. to listen to fresh air it's very refreshing in fact it's very Hence fresh the name. it's also very um so episode 50 is coming and we would like it to be a cool special thing. Um and we don't know what we're doing yet. Um <laughs> have we ever have have we ever known anything about what we're doing? Wow. How many times have we fucking sat down to report record a podcast and like I've or like started the notes a lot also. And then just fucking like, oh, there's a new patch. All right, change of plans. Um <laughs> panic 30 minutes before. Yep. <sighs> we try. Like a you'll like garbage. a you'll always be an unofficial ball crow, good girl, good girl. <laughs> um, so definitely Leica will be here. My my good dog and her her collar scratching will yes. be here for episode fifty. But special guest. What else should we do? Like okay, I'm on, I'm at six two six four on Twitter. We've also got at bottle crow. You can email bottle crow podcast at gmail. If you have any thoughts about what we should be doing with episode fifty, we we're, we want to do something special. We might be able to get an old co-host, maybe. there's a reason they're not co-hosting anymore. Their schedules are all really fucked up. Um, Maybe if you send in emails for episode 50, I might give you a hat. I think I've got a pudge set that's worth like $50 or something that I don't know what to do with. It's this mythical pudge set. He's like, guys, I think I have this like $200 pudge set. We're like, what? (laughs) What are you doing? It's like, I don't know. I can't actually trade it. So I have to like, yeah, I have to, I have to gift it. Can't it's like it. a collector's cash mythical pudge set that I think looks hideous and I don't play pudge anyway. And like people keep like, pe- I always have these conversations and we'll, and someone's like, like, Oh, I don't play pudge. I don't play pudge. And someone's like, I'll take it. And then our matchmaking pops and I forget. Yep. <laughs> that has um, happened at least three times. So maybe I'll finally get rid of this pudge set and I could probably give a few other, you know, I've got other shit. I, I own way too many Dota hats. I could, I could throw some hats around. A friend slash enemy um, of the show, Mr. Sundown has sent me, uh, 200 OD, like basic keys or like Beastmaster axes. So I could give you probably literally 50 of those. <laughs> literally. Yeah, if you want, 50. Uh, you want, you want some special, some special item and, you know, like we can gift it and give it the dedication at bottle crow episode 50 <laughs> or something. Um, I don't know. We could, uh, I don't know if you've got thoughts, we, we want to hear them. You have a little, again, you could send them to six, two, six, four written out as words on Twitter or bottle crow on Twitter or bottle crow podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send an email, but, uh, for this episode, 48 that's going to do it for us i want to give a big thank you to reddit user promoti for use of his harmonies of new blue music pack it's our intro and outro music and maybe i'll do an email thing i'll probably should do it i probably have to now that i've said it and this is going to be annoying to edit out <laughs> so i'll probably just do an email a little email stinger from from harmonies of new bloom which is going to be great Ooh. um if you like my work you can go to scanlinemedia.com and you can see articles and other podcasts there and if you want to support 
Scanline and also therefore kind of Bottle Crow, you can go to patreon.com slash scanline media contribute that helps us get new equipment or new games for coverage. Probably at this point it's going to be equipment. I could use some sound insulation for this room. Um, yeah. I don't know. Anything else you want to shout out, Nico? Something, something. Stitcher. Google Play. Oh, right. We're Google. On Google Play Google. and Stitcher and iTunes. Google. Google. Leave us a review on something. Uh, Google. Let's you review <laughs> things with stars, thumbs, other digits, Roman numerals, Arabic numerals. We don't get shapes, a lot of reviews or ratings. Colors. And I understand, right? Please give us a 10 but blue rating on iTunes. Let me give you what would be like the dream scenario for me is I open up Google Play somehow. I don't have an Android phone, so I don't know how to do that. But I open up Google Play and I go to the Bottle Crow Reborn page and I see a bunch of reviews and the subject of the review is Google and the text is just the word Google. Like seven of those. I would be so happy. You want Google to review your podcast seven times. No, 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 no. You can set... Well, I don't know how Google Play, but like, <laughs> like if you do an Amazon review, you can be like, "Here's the title of the review, Google. <laughs> Here's the subject text. Here's the you know the text of it." That's some great Google. quality feedback you're you're trying to fish for there. <laughs> Listen, if I can't get people to give me honest reviews, I can at least get them to try and if meme. You right? Say, if I'm uh, uranium hard on Steam. If you just send me a message with Google in it, I will ask no questions. I will open up a trade window and I will send you a hat. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will delete you from my list, and that will be our the extent of our long loving relationship with Google. We did a bad thing today, Nick. I don't know why we did this. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> we just <laughs> it all went bad. We've got to get out of here. Thanks, everybody. We'll it see you next does. week. Bye. Peace out. Google. <laughs>